Hey everybody, this is Harlan. Just before we get started, I want to remind you that I will be doing stand-up comedy live in Portland, Oregon, February 17th, 18th, and 19th at a great comedy club called Helium, and you can get your tickets at harlandwilliams.com. That's February 17th to 19th at Helium in Portland, Oregon. And uh, with that little bell, let's not waste any more time. Let's roll down the Harland Highway. And here we go. The best thing about babies yeah. is uh, the way their heads smell. What does it smell like? Like heaven. Let me smell. A baby's head. Right? Oh, my God. That smells like a Pepperidge Farm, like chocolate double bunt cake. <laughs> what does it smell like to you? It smells like... Like new tires. You're riding down the Harland Highway. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. Harland Williams. Sometimes I do most of the interviews at this level. Oh, you're a whisperer? You're like a pod whisperer? Well, you knew that, right? Yeah, well, my rider I knew you were a horse rider. whisperer and a dog whisperer, but I didn't know you were a pod whisperer. Could I ask a favor just for this pod only? Could you articulate, enunciate, and project for fuck's sake? And I don't mean that in an aggressive way. I just mean I'm asking it from one whisperer to another. Look, uh, I uh, I welcome direction. Oh, good. I'm not okay. one of those that, like, let me okay. do it my way. You tell oh, me what to do, I'll do it. Just, if you could just use a little volume yes. and leave the whispering for yes. when you get up to the graveyard and bury, you know, who. Yes. Great. Well, then let's hit some theme music and let's rock and roll. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Adasarat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Harland Highway. We have a very wonderful, special, juicy guest today. Comedian, writer, producer. Do you still do ballet? No, retired. Okay, uh, don't scratch the ballet. Tom Papa is here, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, gang. That's a nice intro. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I'm energized. Well, before you get too energized, mm. you're the only guest where I unfortunately have to read a, uh, a, discla- a legal disclaimer before we get too deep into it. All right, go for um, it. It's just to, just to set the table, uh, just to make sure we understand the rules and there's no litigation or anything. So if Best I can, to be upfront about these If things. I can just read a quick little statement, Tom Papa, mm-hmm. um, and then we're, we're off and running. It's okay. just a quick little statement and I'll... Uh, here we go. Better yeah. now than get lawyers involved. Yeah, I just, you know, it and it, it sort of stems from your name, Tom Papa, which isn't a, a very, it's kind of an unusual last name. Mm. So I just want to get this out in the clear. Before we get going, I'm going to say this. Uh, Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble deep. Uh, Papa, don't preach. I've been losing sleep. But I made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby I'm going to keep my baby, ooh, ooh. Uh, daddy, daddy, if you could only see just how good he's been treating me, you'd give your blessing right now because we are in love, yada, yada, yada. We are in love, so please, Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble deep. Papa, don't preach. I've been losing mm. sleep, but I've made up my mind, and I'm keeping 
my baby, I'm going to keep my baby, ooh, 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 ooh. Mm-hmm. So just to, you know, get that out of the way, if you're okay. It's, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather do it this way than, than end up in the courts with that whole rigmarole. Okay. So I'm, Great, I'm totally buddy. comfortable with it. God, thank and you. Do you valet? Do you valet? I do when I park my car. Okay. What do you do? Because if you have a car, I'm not valeting yours, but I, you oh. asked if I valet. Do you validate the valet? I acknowledge you're here. And I acknowledge we're talking, and therefore I do validate your existence. Thank and, you. Well, you asked. Thank I'll you. I'll validate you anytime. I, I won't violate, but I'll validate. I have a book of uh, of um, uh, dummies heads through time. Somebody made a collection. It's like a coffee table book of ventriloquist dummies. I call it my family photo album, actually. But yeah, <laughs> what to, to tell and, me more? And I keep it down low by my shelf. <laughs> And yeah. seeing you having real uh, ventriloquist dummies, it's, oh, yeah. it's really freaking me out. Is it? It's like they've come out of the book. Yeah, that's little Coco. Sometimes when I don't have a guest, <laughs> he sits there and he's my co-host, little Coco. <laughs> nice to see you. You know, what did you say? You said validate. Validate, And it yeah. made me think of another date, speed date. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe just to, you know, help the folks watching ease into me and you mm. as an entity here communicating and getting into a flow. Do you want to do a quick speed date and sure. just ask each other three questions each and see if we were compatible? On the clock. Ready? Go. Yeah. Do you want to time it? Okay, I'll time it. Okay. Hold on one oh, second. God, my lips are getting dry. Yeah, and I don't mean the lips on my mouth. No, this is good. It's a good, good way to meet people. <laughs> okay, I think yeah. Get out there. You guys got to get out there. <laughs> I know it sounds corny, but no, just do it. It's a great way just to, you know, get, get a vibe for each other before this gets too deep. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to speed date it. What's a good speed date time? Why don't we say a minute 30? Okay. That's 90 seconds in uh, Cleveland. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me change the time. Let me fix my, can I just adjust my hair before we speed date him? And go. Hi, my name is Harland, and uh, wh- I like sports. What kind of sports do you like? I don't really, I'm not really into s- sports. Okay, that's a big, huge uh, black check mark. Oh, um, really? Why don't you ask a question? Because oh. you're already deep in the hole, loser. So, so what do you like? What do you do for fun? I like duct tape, uh, finding uh, women in dark parking lots, and driving to the desert in the middle of the night with a shovel. How about you? Samesies. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, so, that's oh. so weird. Oh, that's my so God. Crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so crazy. That's amazing. I love to go to movies, but I'm not going to say what genre of movie I like. Mm-hmm. I want to see what genre you like to go. If me and you were at a movie theater with buttery popcorn and holding hands, what kind of movie would we go to? Let's say it at the same time. Spaghetti, Spaghetti Westerns. Western. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And also lasagna romance. Oh, oh, come on. Um, my parents and my family are very important to me. Do you? Are your family important? Yes, I think family's very important. Oh, my God. I think they're very important. Do you I, want to have kids? No. Yes. yes, you do. I love children. I love to have a b- bunch of children. And last question, because my, I'm getting moist. I, uh, <laughs> sexually, are you are you very traditional, or do you like to uh, power plow like a snowblower riding through a buffalo snowstorm? Up, <laughs> oh, time's what? up. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> oh no.
Well, nice meeting you. Yeah. Good luck. Good yeah, luck with the next luck. one. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I don't have to. We just did it. Why do I need to imagine? Speaking of kids, mm. I know you have kids. How many kids do you have? I have two. Be honest. Would you sell them? Like if you could get a good thing on eBay or something for them? <sighs> I don't think so. Okay. And, and it's really because I've been seeing these every time I travel now. Yeah. I travel a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing more and more human trafficking signs, like in the bathrooms and these phone numbers and oh, hot yeah. tips for human trafficking. Yeah. I didn't realize it was such a thing. So I can only imagine that the... With there being so much, the the value's got to be really low at this point. So, so what I'm saying, it's a bad time to sell. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we might it might have okay. peaked. It yeah, peaked. so you're 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 following the market closely. Smart. Yeah. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. What if someone threw in an incentive like a nine year old kid and a twenty twenty four Jaguar? I'm buying or selling. You're you're selling. I'm selling. Well, you sell the kid, but you get a Jaguar. Oh, in return. Yeah. Mm. And and the money for the kid, whatever your price is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not so easy now, is it, player? I like Jaguars. Say goodbye to Junior. Yeah. Mine are grown now. They could, they'd could be able to litigate. They could do their own oh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, d- My selling days are behind me. Oh, God. I you know. Poor soul. It goes so fast. You poor lost soul. It goes so fast. Is it worth it having kids? Like, I'm, I've never had them, but, you know, I hear so many kids, and it's probably tough to be honest here, but I've, I've had so many people go, oh, don't have kids. You know, but I've also had people who go, you got to have kids. What What's your take on Having the kids. Yeah, I think ultimately it's worth it. I, yeah. Y- you love them so much. It's so much worry. It's so expensive. It's uh, nonstop obstacles and troubles. Not that even that they cause, but just it's a human being. So they yeah. have needs and they have, you know, their lives and you feel... And then they leave you. You set up this whole life for them and then they go out on their own oh. and do their thing. And it's a big sloppy mess. Oh. But... I would say definitely do it. It's a a big sloppy mess, but it's wrapped in love, which is seems to be the yeah. The and pop. it's just it's it's an experience. I don't want to sell it too much because yeah, I don't think you're gonna do it. Well, but maybe I'm. You know, yeah. I'm, why not? Well, I would love to see it. You would be a great dad. I would. And you would be an amazing. A lot of people father. say that. I, I th- know. I think it's I no would. No brainer. It's a no brainer. I think my instincts tell me I would too. I because I, I I love kids. I think I'd be really attentive. I, I think I'd be overly like. I don't even have kids, and I've already thought of stuff <laughs> I would do with my kid. Like yeah. I I loved um, spontaneity, mm-hmm. and this is going to sound ridiculous. But my dad was very stoic. He did everything by the book. And so when right. I was in high school, I used to sit there and think, God, I wish I wish one of the, the principal would come in now and hand me a 15-pound frozen turkey <laughs> that my dad sent. Like if yeah. I had a kid, I would just say, you have to give this to my kid while he's sitting at his desk in <laughs> front of Like I'd just do crazy stuff. I know, you'd be fun. Yeah, to let my kid know I was thinking of him yes. and I love him and, and, and embarrass him, but have fun. But I see you also being 
annoying? No, you'd be you would be a little you'd be a caring disciplinarian. I could see you yeah. being like knowing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think it's a no-brainer that you would be a great dad. So, all right, so let me oversell it. It's okay. a great thing. And as artists, yeah, we experience things. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the biggest experiences you can have on the planet is to have children. So why not go through that? Why yeah. why leave the planet without having done it? That's an excellent statement, you know? That was the thing that got us because we weren't sure we were going to do it, my yeah. wife and I. And that was the thing. It was yeah. like, why are we going to pass up on the biggest yeah. reason for being here? And you know it's going to be a mountain of all the things you said, the trouble and the, all the hassle, it's all, but, but it also brings a mountain. You know, probably just that. Can I say this? And I'm assuming. Okay. When you come home from a shitty day mm -hmm. and a little kid, like three feet high, runs up and throws his arms around and says, I love you, Daddy. Does that just erase all of it almost? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's an insane level. But then it, but then it doesn't last. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, that's a period that you're yeah. going. And then they're teenage, and then they oh. leave, and then they're packing up. Then it's, I hate you, Daddy. Everything like you went through with your parents of, like, I'm out of here yeah. so long, not returning call. Like, you're now on the other end of that. But it's still... It's, it's, did you ever have a scenario where you're, and this is the dreaded thing because I did it to my dad. I'm, I'm guessing almost every kid did. But was there mm. ever a scenario where you had to discipline one of the kids and all of a sudden they retaliated with the dreaded, I hate you, daddy, and they slam a door or they don't talk to you for three days? Was there ever? No. We, oh, really? We never had that. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah. We never <sighs> had that. I had a hard time. I I I was I don't have a temper like I don't I don't act a lot of like I was never really angry out of uh, out of like rage just rage yeah, yeah. oh so that's probably that's kind of where it comes from because then it's off base and they know it's, yeah. and it's a thing I mean there's been times when I've had to like you know discipline them but I had two girls too and oh it's like one time I took my daughter by her arm when she was acting up and saying stuff to my wife and and. Walked her down and put her in timeout at the end of the hallway. Whoa. Just that action of grabbing her arm that's and walking with her. That's the shining. <laughs> it, it, uh, Don't talk to your mother that way. We both like, got the flu the next morning. Like We were both Whoa. so shaken. Like It was so <laughs> yeah. far from the way we operated Yeah, that it was... Uh, so far and like the idea of spanking or yelling it yeah was just not well there. did she have an because that was obviously sounds like an anomaly did she have an adverse reaction to that kind of physical movement and see time we out? were both shocked yeah the, i mean your daughter yeah she, was, she shocked, was shocked i was shocked but there was no i hate you there was no like resentment no. or residual no anger. they're really sweet she didn't they're... go out and do a carjacking or anything <laughs> no and even going through like teenage stuff they're both so they're both ultimately very sweet people okay and even if they felt that they maybe told their friends the meanest thing my daughter does to me now is takes pictures of me when i'm not looking just around the house uh -oh. being fat and sloppy and and then post them on uh snapchat for her friends to mock 
<laughs> that's, that's probably worth a headlock and some cocoa bonks right there. I mean, I would probably do a yeah. few of these. Because <laughs> she lets a couple sleek through, and, oh. you know, they get, like, the upper neck view. And oh, you're the, just, like, with your mouth the waddle. Agape. Yeah, the waddle. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I don't even have kids. Look at my waddle. <laughs> I got kicked out of SeaWorld about three weeks ago. I swallowed a whole salmon. <laughs> Just like I got this, like I got no chin, dude. I, know. I got a waddle, and it's a horrible line at a bar. You want to touch my waddle? I've been slapped so many times. I remember watching uh, Louis Black doing stand up, and he, like, sh- sh- you know, he sh- oh. shook his and yeah. it waddled. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. And then once in a while on stage, I'll do, and I'll feel it. Oh. I'll be like, oh, I'm entering. The waddle face. Is that the, the the technical name for this physical piece of meat on our necks? Is Turkey it the waddle? waddle? The it, waddle. Is it called a waddle? I would think so, because here's your chin, here's your neck. What's that? I guess that's the waddle. The waddle. You know, on a moose yeah. where it hangs down, it's called the bell. Ooh. You know that big, it looks like their nutsack migrated up to under their chin. <laughs> yeah, but bell almost sounds too complimentary. It's yeah. a waddle. A waddle. You should be ashamed yeah. of it. I'm you do a good job with the with the uh, chin hair. Yeah, though. this this really covers up the waddle yeah, a lot. Yeah, God. Yeah, good job. Creepy. So your daughter like shame waddle shames you. It she waddle like. shames me. Ass shames me. What? Bald spot shames me. Oh, you got the little. You got the cute little Dairy Queen no flip. Yeah, like got, the Tin Tin. I'm like the uh, Bob's Big Boy who was caught yeah. in a fire. That was caught in a fire. <laughs> yeah, wow. and he got out with just the. Charbroiled, I'm assuming. <laughs> the back is gone, but the front remains. If Bob's big boy got in a fire, he'd have to be charbroiled. I mean, just in keeping with the theme, right? With cheese? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. with cheese. <laughs> it's cute, though. I like the little the, the, the Dairy Queen. It's all I got whip. left. Yeah. It's, it's all I got. It offsets your waddle, I have to say. Thank you. Your Dairy Queen. Queen Flip offsets your waddle. I just got. And that's a, a compliment. I just got fan art from my. Uh, from <laughs> I was doing a show in South Carolina. Fan and, art. And a guy like sketched me while I was on stage. Oh my god! You didn't have any clothes on. It was uh, no. I was I, I was uh, posing nude on stage. And he gave it to me. It was so insulting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is what I am? Yeah. Like, I, I felt pretty good. Like, we had a good show. We right. had a good rapport. And this is what they were seeing the whole time? I've had that, too. Oh. It's like, and they, and they think they're really good artists. Yes. So you can't criticize it. <laughs> but then you get it, and it looks like, you know, you, you came right out of the river rafting ride from Deliverance. Like, one of your eyes is over here. <laughs> yeah. Your waddle's on your forehead. And you, you're like, this is... How everyone, the world sees yeah. me. Why would I ever go on stage? Why would I yeah. ever leave the house? Oh, it was really upsetting. Is it the worst, though? I would be terrified these days having daughters. Was, is that tough? Do you become like super protective dad when they hit that age where they're starting to date? And, and maybe you look at their Instagram and maybe they've posted a provocative picture and a bikini and you're like... You can't be, that's my daughter. You Like, does that, that that's got to, that'd be tough on me for my kid to grow up and enter the world of courtshipping and things like that. Well, I've never thought of that. Uh-oh. Yeah, I guess it's. I think I just saw your little thing start wiggling a little bit like yeah. an anglerfish. I never, I didn't, I didn't even Ooh. know they were on Instagram. What? Um, no, it's a kind of a complicated thing because yeah. we're in a new time. Right. Where it's almost like a dangerous time. 
kind of, but women have a lot of more power now at the uh, on the other side of it. What so do you they're mean? all kind of like it's they're they they're all dressing a certain way. They're all kind of like owning it. They're like right. they have like they're just a, there's a power to young women that wasn't there when we were young. And you're saying they can flex that power through Instagram, through yeah. social media? And the culture is just kind of accepted, like, this is what I am, and you're not going to shame me, and I'm, yeah. gonna, you know, there's like, it's, it's uh, they're not looking so much for approval, they're not like, if they're posting that stuff, it's because yeah. they like just these outfits, it's not to like, win the approval of some guy you right know, like there's it's a, it's a weird but if it's provocative like i have a little niece who, yeah no, who we've been there i've only known her since she was this big and then one day all of a sudden she had like the <clears throat> excuse me the you know the provocative yeah. became, with the whole Looking family over just the shoulder went, what the hell like it's <laughs> it, and it's not even my kid but i was yeah. i instantly became protective and i was like don't do that i know but it definitely it definitely is generational my whole family freaked out on a post that my daughter was like her and her fr- friends you know like yeah and uh it's generational it's it's huh. a different thing the biggest creep factor yeah and, and they're like because they're more powerful and they talk things out all the time and yeah with guys in school and they kind of know how to carry themselves and all that so that like dating thing is okay and i'm not gonna you know yeah kids they're gonna do what they're gonna do i, I i'm not gonna make them feel shame for whatever yeah, yeah you can't the do creepiest that. thing the i you have or i have when you walk around like if you're at the store yeah and you see an older creepy dude oh scope like stop in his tracks oh. and, and track your daughter Oh, you know what I mean? Tracker, like, like, yeah, like, like, you, there's a, you know, there's you one thing tell. with some guy like just looking like, oh, there's an attractive girl, but yeah. there's other ones who are like, they lock. He's on, on a list somewhere. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's definitely on the app of the creeps oh, yeah, in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's that app called where you can look around the neighborhood? The <laughs> yeah, pedo app. Yeah, or something? the pedo app. Oh, you God. see that, and oh. there's an instinct in you that. Just wants to kill. <laughs> Have you ever confronted a guy? No, and just, no. You just like let just it... pick up a cauliflower and throw it at him. Like <laughs> yeah. you're in the grocery store, right? I'm in the grocery store. There's definitely things I could throw. Just get a popsicle and <laughs> fuck you, pal. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a level of that. that, that that's that part's rough. But God. maybe you love boys, and they'll just help you like around the house. Yeah, I always thought, I thought of adopting once, uh-huh. like a whole bunch of boys, like all at once, like 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. And you know how um, Serena and uh, Venus Williams, mm-hmm. like kind of were the meal ticket for their dad? Yeah. So I thought if I adopted, you know, 15 kids from different cultures, white, Mexican, Latin, mm-hmm. Asian, Mostly the good cultures that play soccer well, uh-huh. and put together a soccer team, Ooh. and uh, start making a little bank. Yeah, nice retirement plan. Yeah, yeah, smart. The Harland Warriors or the Harland <laughs> Hamstrings, whatever. But just putting those little virile fourteen-year-old yeah. soccer playing boys to work and smart. Yeah, that'd be really smart. Right? Thank you. Do you have a whistle? No, thanks. I'm straight. Mm. 
You're going to need a whistle. <laughs> For the boys? Well, if you're going to oh, coach so, them, yeah. Yeah, that's really all you'd need, really. I don't see anything else that you'd need. Yeah, as a, as I mean, a father of 14. They should come with boy, a ball. I, they should come with a ball. They'll probably come with a yeah, ball. And it's a probably whistle. included. It's a kit, really. Yeah, an adoption yeah, you're, kit. You're going to need the whistle. They come with shorts and a ball and mm-hmm. you know, soccer shoes. I think you might be adopting them too late. Oh, if at you 14? Really wanna, yeah. Oh, what? 14, they should be... What What age should I adopt my soccer team? Probably eight. Eight, okay. So you can break them down. Break them down. And then make them into your own image. Should I keep them in the house or build a barn? I think they should be in a barn in yeah. cots. Like in cots. cots. Like, like that a... Paul Newman movie when he ate all the eggs. Oh, yeah, Cool the, Hand Lou. Yeah, like that setup. Oh, yeah, and if they misbehave, put them in the hot put box. Put them in the hot box. Oh, wow. Yeah. You have a failure to, to communicate. communicate. What we have here is a failure to communicate. I like the way he dragged it that out. so good. Oh, man. Remember the so girl washing good. the windows when they go out on the road? And they see that woman washing the car. And she's yeah. got all the soap. And she's for melon that movie is so, so great <laughs> the greatest they don't make movies like that anymore <laughs> they really don't <laughs> you know what's funny there's still sort of chain gangs too in some states oh yeah have you ever driven through and you see like they got the guys working on the side of the road and the in yeah the, i've seen them in the stripe like you'd think that that thing would be gone but it's still out there it's still working yeah that sounds like an adoption possibility. <laughs> yeah. Opportunity. Have you ever been in jail? You look like you have. No, I was arrested. I was arrested. There we go. Uh, once, twice. Oh, twi- now it's twice. Sure, right back quickly. <laughs> Skip to double. So that really means four times. Well, which means six. Mm-hmm. Which means I just got out of the That's clink. That's right. Out of the clink. Mm-hmm. I only got arrested twice. What for? Here we go. Once was for the first time was. Oh, God, uh, if, oh. We'll say it. I thought this was a safe space. It's safe, all right. For you. I'm a little <laughs> scared. I'm trembling, guy. What, what What have you been into? It was very mild. Talk it was to very me, jailbird. One time was for weed. What? On the way back from a concert. What concert, Donna? Grateful Dead. Okay, that's cool. Philadelphia, you... back to my school in New Jersey. Okay. My friend was driving, a, driving the giant station wagon with all of us in it. Mm-hmm. And he... Got pulled over by the cops, and he had face paint from the dead show, like a big flower on yeah. his face. He was driving, driving with a flower on his face and wonders why he got pulled <laughs> so over. they yeah. sent everybody out of the car, <laughs> yeah. and they searched everything. And a, uh, a girl had given me a belt buckle, like what? a silver belt buckle yeah. that had a pot pipe attached to it on the back. Oh, wow. And it was just, like, built in. It was like a little... What rodeo was she riding yeah, in? Yeah, I know. Wow. And... They searched my stuff, my backpack and everything, and I was clear. But they must have seen me say something to my friend because they, after they all, all the searching, they got my one friend for weed. They came back to me. You? I think my poker face was not so hot. And they went through it again and found the belt buckle and charged me for drug paraphernalia. So they arrested me for that. Sure they didn't charge you for luring? I mean, you put a pipe right over your crotch and... I mean, what were mm. you doing? Well, hey, uh, it was Carol, young. you want a toke? <laughs> I was young. Uh, bend down. I wasn't. I wasn't saddled with family and stuff. I was. 
I don't know how you get it. I mean, you look kind of, you look more like the undercover cop and the guy with the flower painted on his face didn't get arrested, but you did? No, yeah. What kind of flower? I, I was, I had long curly hair. You did? I was at a dead show. Yeah. Who knows? You know what? At least, you know, that's almost a badge of honor. Like if you told me you were driving home in a station wagon with a guy on a flower on his face and you were at an Ario Speedwagon concert, <laughs> we'd end this podcast right here and a right to now. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of like Ario Speedwagon. Okay, it's been nice. This was uh, Tom Papa, and uh, <laughs> what was the second arrest? <laughs> what was what was Ario's big song? Heard uh, it from a friend yeah. who <laughs> heard it from a friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around. It was so accusatory. It was it really. Was. It was a lot more aggressive than it sounded at yeah. the time. And what was that other one? The other one. I was on my way oh, to. Here we go. Do I had my audition for the comic strip in New York City? Oh yeah, as famous a young comedy comic. club. Yeah. yeah, and you got your Nate, you got a date, and then you got to go up on stage when the date rolled around. And yeah, I lived in New Jersey. Oh boy, and I was working at a small advertising agency. Really, and I would got in my car and I was driving into the city to do my little thing on the George. This is so stupid. On the George Washington Bridge, there's massive traffic. Yeah. Everybody merge like you go through the toll and everybody's gotta merge onto the bridge, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. You have to go from uh you know, a thousand lanes down to two, two. going over Bottlenecking the is what it's called. <laughs> Thank you. And as we're doing it, this truck and I aren't giving up and he kinda like went right into me and now we're like wedged together. Wait, an eighteen wheeler? No, like a mid sized truck. And you were driving a Ford Escort. Yeah, you got to give. I got to give. Gotta, but gotta. I had no option. I wasn't trying to really front. I was being pushed from the other side. So we locked bumpers. And the Port Authority police that are right there at the bridge put on their little lights and came over. And my registration was expired. Oh, come so on. So they arrested me and brought me, put, pulled my car right over to the... I didn't even get on the bridge. Yeah. And I had my little briefcase with me, with my jokes in it. Oh, no. And they handcuffed me to a chair. I'm, like, handcuffed just for this little traffic violation. I'm handcuffed to the chair, and I'm, like, begging, let me go. I've got to go do this audition. Yeah. So they start with the... And I'm like really like chatting it up, really, yeah. really trying Should've to done do my act. And I started there like, you know, you got some jokes and they started no. going back and forth with that. And uh, they let me out. But by the time I missed my audition. You, you missed it? I missed it. Oh, but at it. least you got a chair. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Dude. Korea. That was the only other time. Wow, I, you know, I didn't expect there to be any like crime in your blood. But yeah, well, you know. You got me. Yeah. Don't let the glasses fool you. Yeah. Huh. Um, so skipping from kids. Yes, sir. Dogs. What do you think? Do you have dogs? I do have dogs. Oh, God. What do you got? Much more work than children. Really? Not as worth it as children. Come on. Yeah. What What kind of dogs? We have a pug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have a black lab with I- a little Rottweiler. 
Yeah. I, I had a buddy who used to say that pugs looked like um, God backed his Volkswagen into their face. <laughs> uh, they're hilarious. Yeah. But he's got a peeing problem where he, he just... Oh, he can't pronounce peas? He can't. <laughs> Poor guy. Have you got him to a yeah, linguist? Yeah, but it's not taking. Oh, his God. brain's too small. Oh, it's just so much work. Do you yeah. have dogs? Yeah. I used to have them. They, yeah. they, they moved on. The dogs, they, yeah. they lived out their life cycle. And, and, uh, but I like them. They're good, I, but, but they're, they're, a lot of, they're a lot of work. A ton of work. Yeah. And I, I got in trouble on Bill Burr's podcast talking about this, but I'll, say, I'll say it again. Say it again. These dog people get very rabid. Screw them. Rabid? They... Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure the love you get back is equal to the amount of work you put in. Mm. Like the children, yeah, tenfold. I mean, yeah. forget it. I, what? I, but the dogs. <sighs> yeah, the, I know what you're saying. And I don't look. I know it's a shortcoming in myself because my father gave away all of our dogs when we were children. Oh wow! So I have like this, you know, like buddies in war. You yeah. don't want to get too close because you don't know when the they're gonna. Bite it. Yeah, no. I'm like that. With I, I definitely created a wall with. Oh, pets really? Because I didn't want. Because my little heart got broken when they oh, took our God. pets away. Well, pets are very intuitive. They maybe that's what they sense, and maybe that's why you're not getting the reciprocal love back from the little vermin. I'm willing, and I think you're right, and I'm willing to take on that failing. I believe you're right. But I, I some days there's days when you just go dogs are like man's best friend and mm-hmm. what a buddy, what a companion. Mm-hmm. And then there's other days when you have those days with your dog where you're just like all that fucking thing wants from me is food. <laughs> That's all it wants. It's it true. wants some food. It doesn't give a crap about my feelings. It doesn't give a crap. It just wants me to bend down and slop some <laughs> kennel ration or whatever it's called. It's really true. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of know what you're saying. I go yeah. back and forth a little. I know. The pug is oh. the pug is an awesome like wa- hot water bottle. Like he's... Oh, he's heavy yeah. and like warm. You sit on the couch and he just yeah. lays on you like we're oh. not going anywhere tonight, are we? And it's just lovable. But you're right. As soon as someone he hears someone opening a wrapper in the kitchen, that's all. So long, want. Tom. Yeah. Pew, yeah. Into the other room. Well, I think where you have to, where I th- and I'm going to help you here as a tip. Okay. I think where you have to kind of kind of see the limitations of a dog, mm-hmm. you have to do your part to um, learn how to utilize the animal. Okay. So where you're lacking in maybe getting some love mm-hmm. or an emotional, visceral reaction from your dog, you go, okay, why do I have this animal? And then you look at the pug and you go, oh, he's wrinkly, he's about this big. <laughs> and a part is you pick him up and use him as an accordion. Mm. So now he's adding some benefit that's right. not just emotion, but you're getting something out of it. I like that because obviously I have a hard time with intimacy. Yeah. But I do like practicality. Yeah. And if you put a broom handle in their butt uh-huh. because of that squished up face, you can use them as a toilet to clean the toilet pipe. You just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really now, good. With the uh, with the accordion. Yeah. Do you see it as more of like a, a New Orleans Zydeco accordion or like a French bistro accordion? It can be either because those pugs, people will put stupid hats on them. So mm-hmm. if you put a little beret on your little pug. <laughs> And then just squeeze. <laughs> That's the full French bistro experience. Yeah. 
But uh, if you shove a crawdad up his ass, then mm. you can go completely Cajun. Go Cajun. And the sounds that come out of go. him when he has that cryfish up his ass, it's the yelping like on notes you've never heard. <laughs> What's the biggest barf you've ever done? That's my next question. The biggest barf. I said it. Oh, after a breakup. Oh, God. I, had I, a, I don't even want to know, but I, I, I thought I had to ask. Yeah, no, I get it. It's a weird one. But yeah, but it's the, worth talking about. The biggest barf you've ever done. It, oh. was, it was after a breakup, and I oh. went to, uh, and I think someone else had died also, like in the <laughs> same, like in that same month. Okay. And uh, I was in New York staying at my buddy's house. Yeah. And I went to a bar by myself. Oh, And God. I was just drinking. What was which the name of so, the bar? It's so, like... The, the movie kind of thing you want to do, but yeah. I never really do, but I was doing it. You romanticize it. You know, this is what they do in the movies. They just drink the sorrow away. Right. Yeah. And, and I remember the bartender. And it was in like New oh. York, in oh. like Midtown. Do you remember the name of the bar? I don't. It was okay. in a, definitely an Irish name. Okay, okay. Uh, but I don't remember, and it was... wasn't Lucky Charms, was it? it? You know what? It was Lucky Charms. Probably because that's what the bar looked like. <laughs> Well, I never saw it. I'll, t- I'll tell oh, you why. No. Oh, God. This is the I'm glad I asked about your barf. This is great. And uh, <laughs> I remember the bartender, like, looking at me with concern at a certain point. Like, oh. when I ordered another one to get up to go to the bathroom, he was like, really? Sure. And I was like, come on, man. And I thought it was all joyful and oh. But I was—he saw something that I didn't see, and uh, oh, wow. I went back. I, I stumbled home, back to the apartment, yeah. and I was. Uh, Did you just wobble down the sidewalk, just like, like in the movies? Sti- yes, yeah. just like holding on to the wall, getting there, and yeah. I didn't have to like stop, but I kept moving. But it was like a ping pong ball, yeah, like a like a pinball, just dinging off, just cars, dinging off, saying off car alarms, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. running into other people, yeah. and I. And there was this, in the bathroom, I didn't want my buddy to know he was with his girlfriend, and it was his place that I was oh, staying at. you were visiting. I was visiting. He was. He took me in because of the breakup and the thing. And oh, compassion. Compassion. Yeah. And, I, and his girlfriend was there, mm. and I don't know if they were in the apartment at the time, but I didn't want to throw up. In the bathroom. Oh, you could feel it coming. I was coming. Okay. I was in trouble, and I didn't want to make a mess and be seem like a loser for the for, yeah. the, for, the, for in front of his girlfriend, yeah. and uh, I, there was a tiny New York window <laughs> that you know, like in New York, they they have windows that aren't yeah. that size anywhere else in the world. Yeah, little, just everything yeah. is smaller. Just so the real shift. estate guy can go, and you've got a window, <laughs> the beautiful natural sunlight. It's like, yeah, who lives here? A fucking elf into an alley. Yeah. And I stuck, I had to like put my head sideways Just on your, like, out rope. of the Sesame Street window. Yeah. <laughs> like like uh, Jack Nicholson in the show, here's Johnny. <laughs> exactly. And just exploded. Oh, no. Trying to catch my breath, just spewing all over the oh. brick, all down. And it was like on the 40th floor or something. It's just oh, In New York, they call that stuccoing. <laughs> All over the brick. It was oh, brutal. Oh, no. was there anyone down below? I probably, probably. Oh. How many times have you walked through New York and just felt a drop of something? Happens oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what that something is. Oh, God. It was rough. It was rough. It went on for like a good half hour. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I then it didn't, then I'm spinning and then back out through the hole. 
out of, out of the porthole. Out of the porthole. You, you, you puked out of it a few times. Yeah. Oh, Tom. It was bad. Mm. That was the last time I sat in a bar and tried to yeah. drink away my sorrows. Isn't it funny how sometimes we, we romanticize and emulate scenes from movies? Oh, yeah. Like, we, we get it in our heads that that's real life or that's the way it the things way should, should play out. It. Yeah. And then you try something like that. And I remember when I was in college, I loved the Halloween movies. Remember? Mm-hmm. Well, there's only one at the time. Yeah. There's only the, when I was in college, it was the first Halloween movie. And I was renting a room mm. in the basement of these people's houses, and one of the sons was a welder. Uh-huh. And one day, just, you know, for fun, he showed me, like, his welding get-up, <laughs> and he has, you know, he has the big mask. But before they put the big, like, mask on, there's this little kind of leathery <laughs> face mask that you put on to kind of, I guess, to, to, you know, take the heat off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it looked like the Halloween guy's mask. And I remember I was like, "Can I borrow that?" And I, I had I had this like full body like mechanic suit that I just wore. You know, in college you wear yeah. wacky stuff. Yeah. So I had a dark blue mechanic suit that I realized was exactly kind of the same thing the Halloween guy had. Uh. And so I just like it was fall. You know, the leaves were blowing. This was up in Canada, so it was like perfect. And I was walking downtown to a movie, and I just put this fucking thing on my face, and I just walked through the streets like. And in, I had a, I was one of the first guys to have a Walkman back uh-huh. then. I was like one of the first guys, and I was just playing the theme, and I was just wa- and people were just like getting out of my way. And I was just doing that stoic kind of walk, very creepy. Uh, how many people did you kill? Not sure what you mean, guy. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, There's right, other times. You know, it's fun. I've been thinking recently, like on my way home from the comedy store, it's, you know, do my spot. It's 10 o'clock. I'm driving back home. Yeah. And I've been craving, I don't know, because it was cold out. I don't know what it was. But yeah. I've been craving, again, like, just go into the bar, have one drink. It'd be nice to, like, the idea of, like, the bartender knowing you, yeah. you come in. Hey, Tom. Hey, hey Tommy. Abba. Hey, he already Carl. knows what you want. Yeah, he knows yeah. what you want. Yeah. You have a thing. You just kind of de- to kind of de- decompress for a second yeah. and then go home. And I think about it almost every time I'm driving home. Huh. And how's that going to go? I yeah. never pull in because how's that going to go? Yeah. You know, should a bartender know your name? Yeah. Should you be putting off returning to your family in your pug? If, yeah, if just to, and your wife's gonna know when you walk in the door and you have a flower painted on your face. She's like, <laughs> "Where have you been?" Yeah, you know, yeah. But the romantic idea of it yeah. seems very appealing, but in real life, not really. My biggest barf. Okay, <laughs> I was like in boarding school. I had my roommate was Jewish. Tony Feldman was his name. Right? <laughs> Tony. Tony Feldman. And he invited me to his bar mitzvah. So I go to a bar mitzvah. I'd never been to a bar mitzvah before. So I go. I'm like, I think I'm about uh, 13, 13 yeah. around there. And so I go. And I didn't know. I don't know if all bar mitzvahs work this way. But at this one, I'd never seen anything like it. They said, everyone sit down for dinner. It was this huge gathering. And we're going we're gonna to serve 12 different types of courses. So I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so they brought like a chicken dish. They brought a fish dish. And I was just like, oh, my God, I've never been privy to so much food and, <laughs> and different varieties of food. And so I was eating off every all 12 
courses, I ate something. So uh. for a 13-year-old kid, I almost looked like I was pregnant, you know? I was like, <laughs> just... And then at the end of it, they put up on 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 one of the tables. They put up these uh, these things in in kind of these fancy kind of martini glasses, but they're like a Jello treat with white foam on the top. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, Jello dessert treats, right? Uh-huh. So I went and I got it and I ate three of them. But it turns out they were those kind of they used to make these funny colored cocktail drinks, like green oh, and pink, no. with a layer of foam on them. But they're sort of solidified mm. but they were like kind of a like a jello shot like a, it wasn't a shot but it was a, like a parfait kind of but it was alcohol but it was based al- oh. and i didn't know that johnny johnny uh pregnant over here <laughs> thinks he's just i'm like holy crap i can really no parents i can eat as many jello treats as i want <laughs> oh no so i eat like three or four of those and because i didn't know what booze was yeah. i just said oh aren't these tart they must be citrusy you know who puts those out in front of children well they just had them <laughs> Out. I guess they didn't think the children would take them, you know. Yeah. So I eat these things, <laughs> and it was in a synagogue. Uh. And so after about maybe twenty minutes or so, I just started feeling like really. And I went, and I, I had to get away from the people, and I went down towards the synagogue. Like, this was the banquet area. Now I'm venturing into Holy Land, okay? Yeah, right. Now Daddy McPregor's the is altar. heading down, down where all the holy stuff goes on. Oh, no. And I find some stairs right in front of the synagogue, and oh. I'm just sitting there with my hands. I'm like... What like I couldn't understand right how was does one get sick that quickly? I yeah. to, to, you know half an hour ago I was eating twelve different <laughs> kinds of foods. King from of all, the world. Yeah, it was like the game of risk, but with foods. And all of a sudden, it just like it just oh. came and came, and I was sitting there like this, so I was puking like right between ah. my legs. And I hate even talk, but it just kept bigger and oh. bigger, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, it was like the size of a pizza. It was this round. <laughs> oh. I'm like, how does a boy that big even have that much puke? And it was oh. just, and then, and then slowly but surely, as dinner dissipated, people started walking oh, no. by, and I'm too sick to even stand up. So now I'm just kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of like the lion in front of his kill. And people are like smelling it, oh. and, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, I think there was like a Cujo like drool coming down. It was oh. brutal, dude. That is terrible. How did did someone help you at the end? No, I just, just ended up. My parents st- came and picked me up, and oh. I wobbled to the car, and I was I was like, I got a hangover. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, why do I still feel so horrible the oh, next day? What a nightmare! It was a, the worst. Oh. Yeah. The worst I was ever thrown up on. Oh God! Was I was driving on the Garden State Parkway with my girlfriend, oh, and we're driving along, and uh, the guy in front of me sprays something, and it oh. hits my windshield. Oh and God! And I'm like, and, and I'm, I'm trying to pass, but they're like speeding up, and I can't pass, and. It, they do it again. Now Now I think they're messing with me. They're throwing yeah. shit at me. Yeah, and They're like just, you know, kids got on the way back from the Jersey Shore just throwing shit at yeah. me. It's like all over my windshield. Oh. And I gun it and go around, and there's a core guy just hanging out of the window, just puking his guts out. Oh, God. And now I've realized we're covered in his oh, vomit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and then you pull into the... 
into the gas station to clean it off. How yeah. do you, where yeah, do you they're, begin? They're already covered just, in puke. Yeah. Just sell the car. The gas station's where people go to puke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you can't scrape off puke in the puke. Yeah. Oh, I mean, do you use the squeegee? You're just rubbing it around. It was, oh, oh I still God. picture that guy's face. Oh, terrible. Christ let's talk Christmas. about something else. Yeah, so let's talk. Let's segue to comedy because uh, Tom's Tom's one of the most brilliant comics around. But I wanted to ask you, because you're just, you're so immersed in it. You're so good at it. It's what you do. You, uh-huh. you Like some guys, it's like they dabble in it or it's a part-time it. You're full-time like... New, you know, Netflix specials. Ever you've done it all in comedy, but is if you could do it all again, mm-hmm. and even though you might say, "Oh, I do comedy all again," but is is there a backup or is there something secondary that if you could start again now? Let, let's say this. Let's say you did the comedy thing. You did it great. So you achieved all the milestones. So now if you got to start again, you could say, okay, I did the comedy. It was great. Now Not I want to do this. Not allowed to do the comedy. Right. Is there a second passion or is there something else in your life that you would, if you had to or could start all again, would you? What would you do? It really would have to be like in this fantasy scenario, like you're not allowed to do it. You did comedy. Yeah. And now you, you're, you're, you, can't. you can't. Yeah. What would, would, because it all comes by really... There's no better gig, in, like there's no better experience. Like it's so, it was so great. Yeah. So it's it would have to be in this role play that you're not allowed. Yeah. It's all done. But has there ever been something you've thought about, like in real life time, where you go, "Oh, I love what I'm doing. I love my life." But man, if I could do it again, I I really like water skiing, or I love mountain climbing or whatever is, is there yeah. another thing that if you could live life again you would you would pursue something completely different mm, no interesting yeah yeah i mean it's always adjacent to it like the only other thing i could think would be to be a writer to just oh, okay just but that's you know, I do that now also, yeah. so it's like, but it's not you're, that far. Are you talking more like an Ernest Hemingway type of guy, like in a cabin somewhere writing yeah, a novel? Yeah, like always writing, yeah. I see. I Like, I just finished my third book. What? Talk to me. Holy God. It's called We're All in This Together, So Make Some Room. Whoa. And it's my third book of essays. What does that mean, essay? It's I know. like comedic essays, like, uh, you know, they're like six, eight pages each. Okay. And, that kind of a thing, and and I really do love it. But I I I'm 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 being you in this and saying you're not allowed to do that because it's pretty close to comedy. No, I it's th- pretty close without the getting up and and talking. No, I it. think I think it's totally different because you haven't dedicated your life to sitting down and and being that type of writer. So that right. that qualifies. Okay, that's the that's the answer then I, I was looking for because I do like the idea, like even just looking over your shoulder at this beautiful utah arizona landscape yeah like living i do and i think about this now yeah of living someplace that i that is not natural to me right living in uh montana in a in a small cabin or living in utah or with some like isolating living in yeah. a small place with a small town and you're just writing yeah that that appeals to me you know, I've done that. I won't tell you where my uh-huh. other place is, but I, 
I, I, what you just said, I've, I've, that's, that's something I do in my life. You do it. I have, I haven't, yes, I have another place that's very isolated Uh somewhere and I call it my Hemingway shack. Uh And I even have, I have a dedicated room that's my writing room where I do write novels and short stories uh-huh. and i even have a picture of hemingway up on the wall nice. as an inspiration so it's my little getaway really? when i have time i go there and i purposely go there and i sit down and write and and it's so i you're it, it's it's a beautiful fantasy i'm sort of living yeah how long have you been bit. doing that about 10 years wow yeah how quickly did it become a comfortable or um uh useful place to write was it right off the bat, or it did took, you have to? It took get me used about. To well, the place that I got was kind of a little bit in shambles, but that's what I wanted. I wanted a place Project. that was kind of I could I could make into my own little writing shack, mm-hmm. and it was sort of beat up, and I could gut it, and I could do some of the construction myself, mm-hmm. the stuff I was capable of. I yeah. I can't do wiring and plumbing, but I can you know rip stuff out and hammer stuff up. So so that was fun, and then I was able to customize it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I made my office, I gave it sort of a real, I bought a really cool desk mm-hmm. and, a, and a writing chair. Yeah. And I put a picture of, uh, of, of Hemingway on the wall and it's near the ocean. So I put, I put fishnets on, nice. the, on the ceiling and I, I went on eBay and I found some, <laughs> some taxidermied fish. Like I have a giant <laughs> tarpon on the wall with a, with a lure I found hanging out of its mouth. And nice. I, it's very, uh, it's very like apropos to yeah. being this kind of closeted writer and I, I you know what and does it work it works i love it and i would submit to you because it, it sounds like something you desire you, you can do it in in your lifetime with your you know the money you make you should you, i i wouldn't wait for a second lifetime to happen you mm-hmm. you could probably get away with doing it facilitating it somehow i've really been it's it's been in uh I've been thinking about it a lot more often yeah, and by the way, if you ever want to go down and spend a week or two or three oh, yeah? at my place, you just tell me. I'll hand you the keys. Really? If you wanted to experience it. I would. See. I will. Def- I, would, I would definitely take you up on that. Let me know. Here's the curveball, and this is why oh, maybe I'm, this is why maybe you're going I back can, to prison. I can, no, I can. Okay. I can. I can maybe take back what I said to you earlier. Oh. Uh, this fantasy of going off to montana and sitting in the cabin whenever i vocalize that out loud from the other room my wife will say and where am i (laughs) you know those fishnets i have in the ceiling you can wrap her up in those oh man yeah Uh, um oh and i say i always say you're you come you're there and she could be there i don't need complete isolation i said but there, there is definitely the biggest thing, as you know, and why you consciously or subconsciously built this place is the you do need complete un- uninterrupted time. Yeah. yeah, that is the biggest thing for writing uninterrupted yeah. time. And so she can come. She likes. To, she wants. To, she always. She always fantasizes of getting into woodworking and stuff like yeah. that. So if we could have that on the property. She could go whittle. <laughs> and I could go do that, and we just know, off limits, unless in case of emergency, uh, 
eight, give me six hours. You know what yeah. I mean? Leave me in the shack for See, six but hours. here's the thing with that. It, 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 writing is a lonely pursuit. It's very lonely. And it, 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 creativity doesn't have a timeline like that. And yeah. the, I think the key to letting the writing come out is, you know, I hate to say it. I'm not trying to jip your wife out of the experience, but, but when you go off to write, mm-hmm. it's almost like an explorer. You're going to find a story. You're going to find a world that you don't even know what exists in that world yet. Yeah. And so you have to go on that journey, and you have to do it alone. And, and sometimes it's like when you go to a movie. Mm-hmm. When you go to a movie alone, you absorb the movie in a different way yeah. when you're alone. When you go with someone, you're kind of like, oh, hi, honey, and uh-huh. I wonder what they're thinking. And they're like, mm-hmm. what you think of that? And you know what I mean? Yeah, so 100%. it's almost like when you're focusing on developing a story, yeah. you almost got to go down that laneway alone and, and fight it out with whatever that creative process is and then, and then come back. If there's someone waiting there mm-hmm. whether they're whittling or waddling or whatever yeah, they're doing you hear the saw stop and you're yeah, like yeah you're oh, sort of come. subconsciously <laughs> your your brain's going well if i don't attend to that or do they need me or do they you yeah. know what i mean it, it's a distraction even though they're not trying to be a distraction yeah but so, there's but you know i've done like i said this is i just handed in my third book and yeah. i was able to write these in that environment without Good. right so yeah and it became a very it just became it's i think another really important part is it has to be a ritual you have to kind of like stick to yeah. your thing yeah so like if i was able to isolate from seven till noon yeah and because i do think i don't know there is something cool about putting in all those hours and then going out and having a cocktail with human beings. Yeah, that's And then true. returning to the workshop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, let me but flip there, it. But, but, there's, but I do, I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that something, something will happen from the complete isolation. Yeah. I don't know if it'll, I'll be better or worse, but definitely something would happen. Well, maybe I'll relent a little too and say, you know, may, maybe on the other flip side of that, knowing that your wife or significant other is in the other room whittling and doing their thing, maybe there's a comfort in that. Maybe there's a contentment that mm-hmm. adds to the experience. So mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't just assume that it's a bad thing to have someone else yeah. there. Maybe it's a good positive force. I don't know. But yeah. I guess for my process, I like to kind of just go off on my own. And if I know there's something else out there, it kind of gets in the back of my head and I go, oh, should I go and check in with them? Mm-hmm. Or should, but maybe that's But if everybody me. knows what the rules are, then you're kind of yeah. okay. I mean, your buddy Hemingway, he would he would go to work, and then you know at night he'd be with his friends around the table in Key West, and oh, getting hammered, getting yeah. hammered. He'd go out fishing for for marlin, and yeah. just get drunk off his ass. Yeah, and, I mean, it didn't end well, but yeah, wrote some great stuff. You could always go the route of The Shining, like just take your <laughs> wife and your kid and head out to an old haunted hotel. Yeah, he would have been much better off by himself on when that hotel. When you see me writing in here, whatever the fuck you see me doing, Wendy. Yeah, he should have done that by himself. I'm not going to hurt you, Wendy. <laughs> if he had done the Harlan model, yeah. it would have been a bit much different experience. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's really exciting, though, that you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, the, the cool thing is... You know, you could Airbnb 
Here's the problem, though. No, I find well. I mean, to try it out, just yeah. to see if an area is your area. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah. You know, what I, I was mean? gonna say it always seems a little weird being in someone else's space, the, the mm-hmm. energy. But then I then That's I think true. to myself, I've written on the airplane. Sometimes when I'm I'm just like, hey, I got three hours. Yeah. Why don't I crank out a chapter? Yeah. 100%. So I guess I can't really. Stand by that, the whole Airbnb yeah. thing. I mean, there is, I do have that fantasy also of when I'm on the road and I am in a nice hotel in a nice spot. Yeah. And you know, you're only there for 24 hours and you got to go to the next place. Yeah. I always think that would be a cool if I was here for a week just with just yeah. writing for a week. Yeah. You know, and you're isolated in there. And then you stroll off to get, you know, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, yeah. get, get a nice Butterfinger Blizzard and come yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You know, sometimes on that note, I hate when we have to do, like, a Sunday show on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you want to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, just get home. Yeah. But sometimes when they insist you do a Sunday, I actually sort of find that extra day, mm-hmm. that Sunday where you wake up at the hotel Sunday, that's kind of one of those days where you kind of yeah. just have it to, to do that kind the of stuff. The pressure of Saturday night is over. Yeah. You just have that kind of... I have that coming up where I'm going to be in Wisconsin. And oh, I've wow. got to go from Wisconsin. I'll be done on Saturday. And I've got to be in Chicago on Monday. Oh, wow. So it doesn't make sense to come back. Like, I have a free day. Oh. I have a Sunday and then travel on Monday. I have a free day. You sound like a Cure song that. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, and I, I have this... I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably just going to sit. Yeah. Read, I don't know, but I'm just so kind of excited because I yeah. never it's dead, ever dead space. Just yeah, yours. yeah. You can just I'm always hustling back. You just flop. Just yeah. flop. You just flop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That Do laugh. you read a lot? I. You know what? I used to read a lot. Yeah. I used to read. Uh, oh, a ton. I loved like uh, you know Anne Rand and George Orwell and yeah. I read a lot of Stephen King and I I, I really like the spectrum, but. Now I find I want to write more than I want to read mm-hmm. because I just, I get so lost in creating my own world, Yeah, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I still read, but it's not as uh, prolific as it used to be. Right, you know? yeah. But I do find when I get, because uh, your brain has to kind of get back into shape to read. Like it has yeah, to, like yeah. it, it, you're, it's right, you're a little scattered. I, 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 I find the, though, the more that I read, the better my writing is. Well, that's yeah, because you're 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 subliminally taking in formatting and structure right, and all that, right. and then Pacing. the uh, the opposite. And I keep going flipping the pancake on all these stories, but there's another element to that where I don't read as much because I'm worried I'll be influenced by another author. Like you know, yeah. every author, like some authors are Real like Ray Bradbury's, like really descriptive. Yeah. And Stephen King's really character driven, and so sometimes I'm worried I'll I'll absorb some of their thing. But you know, you just yeah, but it doesn't last that long. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially at this age, like you know, you your voice is you're you're so you could have a little bump of that. Yeah, but. It's not going to last. You're going to take over. Yeah, and sometimes it's inspiring, too. Oh, you, 100%. You, you, you read someone who writes really well. Like Ray Bradbury, I just love his stuff. Yeah. And I just get, like, jacked up reading him. Yeah. No, it's it's inspiring. And it does kind of click it on. It, yeah. It's just that way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. When's your, when do you think your next book will be ready? 
It's well, coming out. June, it's coming out June sixth. Ooh, okay. What's it called? This, is this the early plug? The first plug? We're all in this together, so make some room. Ooh, yeah. It's a good title, right? I like that. Yeah. We're all in this together, so make some room. Especially if you live in a van down by the river. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. <laughs> well, your laugh. I gotta comment on your laugh because I love your laugh. It's like it's like friendly, but there's also I've always said to you there's a little hint of serial killer in your laugh. Like there's something about your laugh that always gets me. It's funny. I I had a uh, I had a uh, my daughter's friend from she's known forever came back from college. Yeah, and said she was somewhere and she heard a laugh and she goes like. That's Tom's laugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it, I guess it is kind of... Was she scared or was she happy? Uh, I think she was happy. Okay. Or maybe scared. I don't know. <laughs> See, there it is. Have you ever, like, in your life... This is a weird question, but have you in your life ever bumped up somehow a near someone of that ilk, like a, a bad criminal person or even a serial killer or a murderer. What do you mean bumped up? Like in some, you know, you had a handyman at the house and you found out three weeks later that he was the, you uh, know, the, the, the root seller strangler or something like any. Yeah, like someone from your life that surprised you by being Yeah, because that, that actually happened to one of my buddies up in Canada. He uh-huh. they, they hired like this, this uh, contractor to work in their, they got a new house and and this guy was great, and they actually formed a bond with him, and they formed a friend, and they started socializing with them. And mm-hmm. they had two young sons, and he had a beautiful wife. And cut to like like five months after he stopped working at the house, they found out he was a serial killer. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, and I'm just like, wow. Whoa. So I don't know why. For some reason, your laugh made me oh, think geez. of that. Oh, geez. That's yeah, what I was sorry, trying to sorry. think where it yeah. came from. I yeah. didn't know it was so, from my laugh. <laughs> It's 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 see it's ominous but it's also hearty. It's a, it's an interesting laugh. I love it. No, I, never... maybe I am the serial killer because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is yours. I just did the podcast with him. He was here eating grape water. <laughs> the waddle strangler is here. <laughs> wow, it's weird yeah. though. You, you, I wonder too on that same note if at any time in your life. Like mm. whether you're riding on a subway or your waiter yeah. or something, you want because everyone has such a secret story. You wonder, mm-hmm. have I ever butted up against? Has there ever been someone mm-hmm. that maybe because I left that guy a tip or maybe because I didn't cut that guy off, he didn't come after me? Or he's, yeah. it's, it's like the the little little lines between what yeah. is and what could be is a little bit scary. It is scary. You're better off not thinking about it. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, we're getting near the end of the we show. Are? But I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what's great. Wow. Um throughout the show you never asked for the baby and I got to keep the baby. Remember at the beginning? Papa don't preach. Oh. And uh I'd like you to <laughs> I'm sorry, who's the serial killer? <laughs> That's the baby guy. I'm keeping the baby. I can't believe I'm telling you it's time for you to be a father, and you already are. Mm -hmm. Meet my future uh, (laughs) right-wing soccer player. Um, Please don't fondle my child, sir. (laughs) This is a weird baby. Do you want to hug him? How do you hug you? You're a dad. How do you hug a baby? Can you show me? Just, uh, well, you don't stroke them like like a pug. (laughs) 
This is a strange like, baby. Like, how would you hug the child to your breast? Suck, not suckle, but hold it to your <laughs> to your breast. This baby makes Coco look normal. A little Coco. <laughs> how would you? The best thing hug about babies. Child? Yeah. The best thing about babies yeah. is uh, the way their heads smell. What does it smell like? Like heaven. Let me smell a baby's head. Right. Oh my God, that smells like a Pepperidge Farm, like chocolate double bunt cake. <laughs> What does it smell like to you? It smells like like new tires. <laughs> oh my god, it smells like Damien from the Omen. Why do you have that? Well, I just because I told you I'm keeping the baby, right? And I just had to make sure that you know <laughs> keep the, that laugh. Stay away from my child with that. I laugh. refuse to be okay. the psychotic one in this conversation. Okay. No, <laughs> After that laugh again. Just <laughs> the laugh does not I'm compare bur- to the what child. is happening I'm, right I'm, now. I'm here, burp the child. <laughs> I don't even want to touch it now. Now I'm uh, get out of here. Go play <laughs> soccer, you little brat. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be a dad. No. It'll ruin your whole writing shed and <laughs> all of your madness. No. All right, last thing before we go, Tom. Yes. We do this thing with all the guests on the Harlan Highway. It's called Words with a from a wooden shoe. Ooh. And what we do, you don't look, you reach into the shoe, there's words in here. I thought about you when I did Colbert a couple weeks ago. No way, what happened? Because I was going out, it's at the Ed Sullivan Theater, yeah. I'm always like, what am I wearing? I have these boots I've been wearing that are 10 years old. Oh. They're just, they're, they've turned into Charlie Chaplin shoes at this point. Yeah. I've just, the last, I wore them on his show like five years ago. Yeah. And uh, you, the thought of when you were on Letterman with peanut butter on your boots. Oh yeah, I it was almost at that theater. I all and it was at that theater, and I almost put some on as a tribute. <laughs> oh, no to you. way! Yeah, it did cross my mind because I always wow. loved that little memory of yeah, seeing you on there with the peanut. That was my first time doing Letterman, but since we're going down trivia lane, mm-hmm. these clogs. There is another one that's yeah. a pair. I knew I was doing Letterman. This was years ago. Uh-huh. And I always used to like to mess with Dave. So I had a friend who was going to Holland. And I said, get me a pair of wooden clogs, size 10 and a half. I'm going to wear them on Letterman. So the next time I did Letterman, I got this beautiful purple velvet suit. Uh-huh. And then I walked out and I had these stupid shoes on my feet. <laughs> and I just sat there and I crossed my leg and I was just like wiggling my clog. And Dave goes... Uh, Harland, it uh, looks like you've got wooden footwear on there. <laughs> and I just, I said, yeah, I didn't even really allude to them at all. It's just, I acted like they were normal shoes. But think of people walking yeah, around and, awesome. you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we should go log rolling at so Ikea dumb. or something. <laughs> all right, so how okay. it works is you reach in here, pull yes. out a word, and see if it sparks a memory or a story. And this is our final bit. Take, okay. Reach in there. Okay. Words from a wooden shoe with Tom Papa. And what is your word, Tom? This is terrible. Uh oh. Violence. Now who's the serial killer? Uh service. Violence. Yeah. I don't like this word at all. Wow. It's a terrible word. Has there been any violence in your life? Or have you you you, you know, you mentioned you grabbed your daughter's arm, but that's not really 
was there any did you see any violence or experience any no, violence I, yeah of course Ooh, what was it tom i, I, I don't i don't it's know it's a tough one it is a tough one violence um this is kind of, maybe i'm subconsciously sidestepping it but when i wa- watched uh that uh bills player when he had the heart attack oh on yeah the football yeah i forget his name hamlin yeah uh and they were talking every all every, all the conversations were about how violent the sport is. Yeah, before they knew what was going, what had happened to him, and this is such a violent. And I used to play football when I was uh, a kid, like all through my okay. life, up until I graduated high yeah. school. And I was thinking it, it is really <laughs> like at the end when I was a senior, I had that pinch thing, you know that that pinch nerve thing, yeah. where anytime you would make contact your whole arm goes numb oh god you ever know that yeah 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 a stinger they call it a stinger. oh yeah and uh yeah i remember at the end like trying to play like the second like the last three games where you have to make contact with yeah. people yeah of course but you, your whole body's gonna go numb yeah on one side if you do it yeah and uh i was thinking yeah i guess it is pretty pretty violent it is i was thinking of that too because think about your daily life everybody watching yeah think about when you're walking through a door frame at a mall or something and you maybe accidentally get too close and you just like kind of do that thing where you brush <laughs> and you go oh you like yeah you just you just ding your shoulder for a second yeah. you're getting on the subway or you, you even stub your toe yeah so now imagine running full force into other giant men that weigh 300 pounds running as fast as you can and just your whole body colliding flipping in the air (laughs) i know jerking sideways twisting your back it's like a car crash every play and they're doing it every you know every every weekend every every play i know it really is it's super violent it's insanely violent hockey's like that a lot of sports are like that and these guys are getting so big yeah they're these guys that were big in the past are now fast yeah like they're able to run you know like a 4 4 40 and they're 380 and then at that speed they're hammering each other and even you know i even said hockey and hockey it's primarily body slamming it's, yeah. it's rare you'll see hockey players collide with their head yeah so take all that stuff we just talked about that violence yeah and then these guys get it in the head too and it's Jeez. like yeah wow it's insane it's a, it's fun a, to watch and bet on though when you're in bed? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? No, to bet on. Oh, okay. It's fun to watch it. It's fun to watch it when you're in bed, too, because be- they're getting hammered around, and you're just laying there <laughs> with eating the popcorn. Popcorn around you and yeah. your, your pajamas. Oh, God. Well, yeah. let's let's uh, let's uh, end it on that, Tom. And, well, this uh, was really fun, Harlan. It was it so was, nice to spend some oh time with God, you. Oh, my God. It was great. But before we go, I want you to tell the whole world, everyone watching, uh, where they can see. Tell them about the name of your new Netflix special, your stand-up dates, your, your social media. My Netflix special is called What a Day. Yeah. It is out on Netflix right now, and uh, it just came out it's very funny it's amazing yeah and then um i'm on tour so tompapa.com will lead you to my podcast and my breaking bread podcast which you should come on yeah and uh my tour and my books and all that good stuff say say the name because this is the first plug for the new book say the date and the name one more time guy it's called uh we're all in this together so make some room 
You can pre-order it right now. Good. Wherever you order your books. Get it out there. And then uh, I'll be going around doing signings and stuff starting June 6th. Oh, really? I didn't out. know you knew sign language. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I'm deaf. Okay. Pardon? What? What'd you say? What? Pardon? Thank you for being here. Huh? Oh, yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Let's play the theme music. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Papa, hilarious comedian here on the Harland Highway. Go see his stand-up. Pre-order his book. Watch his podcast. Check out his Netflix special. Tom, so great to have you here, buddy. You too. Congratulations on the baby. Well, this is Harlan. This is Papa Williams. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. (laughs) There's that laugh. Now I got to sleep at night with that's the last thing I hear. It's going to echo in your house. (laughs) Oh, God.